0: The following is a Live the Dream Media production. Hello and welcome to the Faith Family Schools Podcast with your host Christopher Simone. All right, everyone, welcome back to the latest episode of Faith Family Schools. Remember, faithfamilyschools.com is the mothership of what we do, but you can check us out on Spotify, Instagram, Facebook, sorry, Facebook, I said that wrong, and YouTube. But go to faithfamilyschools.com, and if you could subscribe and hit likes and all that stuff, remember, we never ask you to smash a like. Just hit it nicely like a human being, and uh, we'll go from there. So faithfamilyschools.com. And then if you have any comments, go to faithfamilyschools at gmail.com. I am happy to have my buddy and friend, Kim Kirchner from Institute for Better Education. Welcome to a Faith Family Schools.
1: Thank you, Chris. I am so excited to be here today. I'm
0: excited to have you. You and I have had this conversation many times, and what you do at Institute for Better Education is part of this Faith Family Schools thing that we're trying to improve. So... Tell the, tell the rookies out there, what's an Institute for Better Education?
1: So the Institute for Better Education, or IBE, is located here in Tucson. And we've been around for over 26 years making sure children K through 12 have the opportunity to have the best schooling possible for them. We do that through tax credit scholarships, which means individual taxpayers, if they have a tax burden, they get to make a tax credit donation dollar for dollar. We take those funds and we scholarship kids to the best school for them just simply to make our community stronger and help the child in the best way possible.
0: So one of the themes of faith family schools we keep talking about academic freedom. Yes. Right? We talk about open enrollment, we talk about of course empowerment scholarships which are hot and heavy right now, mm-hmm. especially in Arizona, but this this school tuition organization that you that you're the head of that whole thing is part of the tapestry of academic freedom.
1: Oh, absolutely. And How it's long been around. has it been going on? Yes, over 27 years. We're just about to hit, we hit, just hit 27 years that it has been available. Talk about forward-thinking legislators to actually think, you know what, Arizona might need some school choice options or academic freedom, because if we don't have it, what's going to happen? And so we started it. We were the first state in the country to have school tuition organizations or STOs that take care of kids in private school.
0: So currently in 2024, well, for the net last tax year, what is the amount that a private individual can – can stroke a check for for this kind of thing that then they 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 basically so sub- it's really a, they subtract it right off their taxes. Correct, to the state it's of Arizona. Correct,
1: writing a check to or giving a credit card to IBE is just like giving to the state of Arizona to fulfill your state liability. So whatever that state liability is, your subtotal of tax, whatever's on your Arizona form one forty that tells you this is what you owe the state of Arizona. That's the maximum you can get tax credits for. The maximum for 2023 for a married couple filing jointly is $2,609. For a single filer, it's about half that. 2024, it goes up a little bit. But that's a significant amount of funding that you can say, I want my state tax dollars to go here. I help this child, help this private school, help low-income families, help children with special needs. Whatever that looks like, you take control of your state taxes how often do we get to take control of anything these days?
0: How, does, how has uh, the uh, the program expanded over the 27 years? What did it look like in the early days to what it looked like what it looks like now?
1: Of course, it's actually expanded quite a bit, not recently, but in the past. So back in 1997 is when it came about. We had this individual tax credit opportunity. It was about $500 for an individual or to give, uh, double for a married couple filing jointly. Then in 2012, when it comes to individual taxpayers, they basically doubled the opportunity. They, uh, they added what's called the switcher plus overflow. It's got a couple of names. Wow! But this was really helping children entering private school for the first time to be able to have extra dollars. So you had to be entering kindergarten, transferring from an Arizona public to a private school. Military families, things like that, even that's been expanded so that children who are coming from out of the state, out of the country, that are no longer on the new ESA program, homeschool families, they are now eligible for these extra dollars. Then in 2000, before that, in 2006, the legislature said, let's get businesses involved. Let's let Arizona businesses S-Corps, C-Corps. Actually, the S-Corps didn't come around to 2015, which is even crazier. But they allow businesses to do the same thing, but they target specifically low-income families and children with special needs. So throughout these years, they've expanded the program, making sure school choice is available to more and more students here in Arizona.
0: I think uh, the people who are against school choice when they first started these things like ESAs, Mm -hmm. and uh, it always started off that they were trying to help special needs kids, Mm -hmm. a lot of these programs. And I'm sure someone who hates school choice said, well, you know, this is the slippery slope to academic freedom. Yes. Yes, it was. And the state of Arizona and so many kids that are taking advantage of going to private schools Mm -hmm. that are supported by the good work that your organization does and others like them, plus ESAs, I mean, look how many kids you've liberated from a crappy school district.
1: Well, and and if you think about it, it's a parent, a parent knows their child best, right? I, I don't think anybody could dispute that. They might try, but they're not going to dispute that. Right. If a parent makes a decision, this is the best school for my child, let's make sure every family has that opportunity. Everybody, regardless of their financial means. And if you're talking about children with special needs, those private schools, have a pretty pricey uh, tuition sure. because they're doing so many extra services for these children. So let's make sure all families have that opportunity.
0: Well, and what happens too, I think also you'll see is there's always that ignorance level of parents. It's not their fault. Mm-hmm. It's kind of your fault, but not all your <laughs> fault, is the idea that they just don't know that this exists, right? And that's part of what you do Right, And you have those special moments where there's that parent who has a kid. Now, they could be struggling because their school stinks academically, mm-hmm. but there could be um, people that they are uh, ran afoul of, other students in school, that they feel unsafe in the school, mm-hmm. and you don't want them to feel trapped. But then they go, oh, parents go, I don't know, someone just tells them, or they're listening to Wake Up Tucson or <laughs> Faith Family in school, right? And they go, oh, crap, I can do this, right?
1: Oh, so many times. I present all over this entire state of Arizona, whether it's to schools or businesses or I go to events. And so many people say, I didn't even know this is a possibility. You mean you can help my child attend this school that I know is best for them? Not only can I, I'm happy to. I can't wait to. So getting the word out is my main job to make sure Arizona, whether they're a taxpayer to know dollar for dollar credit, helping kids business helping kids or families you can have you can get the help you need and i would say we are helping more low income families right now than ever due to esa Uh, ESA and and the tax credits, they work hand in hand, but you can't use them both at the same time. So some families, ESA is the best choice for, especially children with special needs. Lower income families, maybe not so much because if ESA doesn't cover their full tuition, they can't go because they can't use me. And so we're helping so many low income families, but a lot of people think, oh, ESA, STOs are no longer relevant. Not only are we relevant, we're helping more low income families than ever right now. And so we really need the support.
0: So just for an example, ESA is capped at $7,000.
1: Approximately. Right it depends on your school district. They have this matrix that they do. I've heard as much as $7,500. I have as little as $6,800. So it's somewhere in that range. And that is if a child doesn't have a, not just a special need, but the, the money goes up significantly for ESA if a child is on the spectrum, visually impaired, uh, audit, has hearing disabilities, things like that. If somebody just has a Let's say a dyslexia or something like that, still a special need, but ESA is not going to give them the big bucks, if you will. They're still going to be within that range.
0: But it's just the idea that you have a low-income child, right, who wants to go to a private school because either their public school's total trash or there's some sort of safety concern. Mm-hmm. Right. So but the local private school is eleven thousand dollars. Right. So it's great, but I'm still out of you know, these families can't if they have two kids. There's $8,000. Yes,
1: yes. Make it $8,000, the tuition. Some families can't do it. So, right. I mean, anything out of pocket. So those families are the ones that are like, yeah, you know, ESA, great. It's just not going to work for my family. But that's part of school choice, right? Making sure there's different opportunities, different avenues to make sure your child's getting that best schooling.
0: Uh, what's some of your frustrations with the battle of school tuition organizations and what you guys have to deal with, whether it's... <laughs> okay, how long? Is like, this? How this much time different. do we have? <laughs>
1: um, frustrations are a lot that people. I'm not sure when the public at large, the legislature at large, and not everybody, but it seems to be, are not putting children first in their education. When did that stop? When did education be more about the school versus the child? And it's very frustrating when people are like, "Well, you have to do p- fund this particular kind of school." Well is that best for the child well it's about the school no it's not people it's about the child there are no cookie cutter kids there shouldn't be any kind of one school fits all school choice is making sure that these children can attend what's best for them specifically their learning needs their the way they learn it's very frustrating to know i'm up against people who are not putting the kids first
0: i think i have an answer to your question please it's when uh, elected school board members became tied to the hip to teachers unions So that's that's where you're at.
1: That's where I'm at, and that proves my point. It's not about the kids; it needs to be about the kids again.
0: One of our earlier episodes with Dr. Bob Branch, who teaches educators up at the University of Phoenix and Grand Canyon, Mm -hmm. was on the show, and he brought me a present. Mm -hmm. And the present was here's 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 who's who's ruining education. And it it was it was it was a little Christmas bag unwrapped, and it was a picture, a framed picture of Randy Weingartner from the teachers union. (sighs)
1: Yeah. Yep. No. Yeah, it's
0: like, that's kind of where you're at. Sad it is where we're
1: at. So we're fighting a battle. I don't think it's a losing battle. We're out nope. there trying to do the best we can. And again, it's mostly about getting the truth out there. I know we're in these days, where everybody has their own truth. But the fact of the matter is, there is true truth when it comes to education, kids, faith, family, and schools. There is the truth. And we Amen. need to get the word out there.
0: What... Um... Where is the future of school tuition organizations in the current political climate of the state of Arizona?
1: Um, we have a a current governor who is not excited about school tuition organizations or ESA. She's very anti-school choice. And so I she has put out a new budget, a proposed budget, that is going to repeal what I do, 100%, a 27-year-long program. Can't do it based on what she's doing and it has to have a two-thirds vote. She's not going to get that regardless of who holds the House and the Senate. So she's trying to repeal us. She's trying to reform ESA. So we know this is just a, a harbinger, if you will, that's going to say, all right, I may not be able to get this budget through because school, pro-school choice legislators still have some control. But if we were to lose that in November... We know what lies ahead. And so even if she can't get rid of us totally, because, again, to get rid of school tuition organizations, it needs a two-thirds vote. I don't care who controls. You're not going to get two-thirds. But she can chop us off at the knees with just a majority. And so that we we are very fearful of that. So it's very important for people to understand. We all hear your vote matters. I get it. Thinking about pro-school choice candidates is probably a good idea, regardless of what side of the aisle you're on, because it's about your child. And let's put, again, kids first, period.
0: The um, – what I was going to say about um, the future of all of this is, oh, what's your confidence? Because I ask this all the time. So uh, I was a total pest at the Heritage Foundation Academic Freedom Conference at the Biltmore, Ducey was there. Mm-hmm. And I kept on raising my hand going, uh, when are you going to educate the general population of parents that this is important, not only to take advantage of it, but when election time comes, does it? Does it everyone seems to be kind of guarding their own little pot.
1: It does feel right. that way sometimes. And again, there is a bigger picture. Uh, yep. My confidence. Well, I think we can't sit on our hands. We've got to do something. One of the things... Um, I'm part of an, uh, an organization called ASTOA, which is the Arizona STO Association. ASTOA is all STOs have an opportunity to be a part of. It gives us a voice at the legislature. It makes sure that all the STOs are doing it right. We're keeping, you know, just, it's just sure. a good organization. Some to be good part standards of. and things exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. I'm on the board of this association. We've recently agreed to let's have a part of ASTOA that's going to get the word out. So we're going to be. In fact, we've probably already launched something called SaveSchoolChoice.org. And this is going to be a way for people to get educated on what we can do. Uh, there's lots of organizations doing things like this, but most of them are predominantly about ESA, which, again, is great. We need a voice for the STO community because just to make sure there's a lot of families that aren't utilizing ESA. And yep. so I would like to have give them a place to go. So SaveSchoolChoice.org, going to have what you can do a little bit of history some articles just a way to get informed because i think that's a lot of the disconnect is that people like you said don't even know what's going on necessarily and we're going to we're losing things day by day faith family and schools we're losing that this is a way to make sure if people understand Maybe they're going to actually get motivated to do something.
0: Because you can't rely on the media because they're usually, sad to say, they're harmful in these situations. I've noticed it. So I I do a radio show every morning, and we were just talking about how Katie Hobbs, the governor of Arizona, came out and lied to say – she lied. She said that ESAs are are draining the state budget, where in reality, actually the state saves money for every kid that takes advantage of the – of the ESA.
1: Oh, cl- clearly it does if you look at the numbers, you look at the dollars, you look at both sides, what, it, what a, uh, the state is saving when a child is not attending a public school versus what they're spending on ESA. It's, it's coming out in the states positively for the state. It's no, the state no problem. But it doesn't fit a narrative, right? We all know what that looks like. And so sometimes I like, okay, we all just had an even, even playing ground. We started with the same concept. Okay, this is what it costs and go from there. Dollars, usually numbers don't lie. We're dealing with somebody who's trying to make things fit a particular narrative. The fact of the matter is, again, even if you look at that it, in any way she's looking at it, it's not about the children again. Make it about the kids. But we did a deep dive about four years ago into whether or not school tuition organizations were saving the state money because we were tax credits, right? Turns out, and this is like that long ago, uh, utilizing... Department of Education, Department of Revenue, resources, some of them were not necessarily pro-school choice that we used at the time, found that, the st- that STOs saved the state of Arizona between $35 million and $285 million if you included children with special needs. That's what we saved the state because what we take from in tax credits is nowhere near what they're saving when the child no longer attends private school. We're talking about just state funds. The private schools are funded by local taxes, which is your property taxes, federal, state. So if you just take a small percentage of the state part, guess all that other money stays in the public school coffers. It's available.
0: To, you know We were talking about it off-air before we started in the media story, right? So Katie Hobbs says this. It's in every newspaper. Every uh, Governor Hobbs says ESAs are draining the budget and they're bad for public schools. So Tom Horn, who's the superintendent of public education, also a state-elected official, comes out and does a press conference and says, well, that's actually wrong. It actually saves the state money. And mm-hmm. there was already – I think he said the ESA account still had a surplus of – $28 million in it, or whatever it was. Yeah right? yeah, right. That was only covered by one news media source that I could see uh, in Southern Arizona.
1: Well, and, and uh, I also look and at it and places. say, all right, you're coming after s- t- uh, school tuition tax credits, right? There's four other tax credit programs here in the state of Arizona. Should they all be worried, including the public school one? Or does those tax credit not hurt the budget? Just ours. It's, go figure. Ours is the largest. I get that. But the fact is, When is she going to go after the other tax credits if, in fact, it's all about saving the state money?
0: So for me, and we just had a deep dive with our friends uh, Peter Norquist and Ken Richings. We work on a book called Dumbing Down Education by a guy named uh, John Taylor Gatto, which Mm -hmm. is a mind-blowing 144-page book, former uh, Teacher of the Year in the state of New York. Mm -hmm. And when he went to go get his award at the state legislature, he literally talked about how broken public education is, and he was the educator of the year in the public education system. Wow! You could write, we well, could do a movie with that guy. Wow! Right? That's how amazing this book is. But anyway, that um, they like, they like. I, I believe this is me, not the classy Kim, saying this. <laughs> um, they like control and they like a dumbed down population. That's well, what it hits me like. It, right? it, it feels they, that they like way. That you, you, you're not. You're not, oh, I'm not interested in that politics stuff. You guys go do your stuff. We're not Mm going to, elections, that's cute. Yeah, no,
1: it feels that way.
0: Hold on, the Kardashians are on my phone. You know what I mean? That's
1: (laughs) Right, no, it's, (laughs) again, what are they not thinking about? What are they not putting first? The kids. And so if we could just get our mindset wrapped around the children we're trying to educate, understanding that the better a child is educated or whatever fits best for their, again, learning style, it's going to truly make their community stronger because the child will be stronger, and whatever options are available to them in their future, whether that's college or trade school or whatever that looks like, they're going to be better. They're going to be ready for it in a way that they wouldn't be otherwise. So, please, if any, if you hear anything <laughs> else, just understand education is really about the child.
0: No, you're right. They're kind of being they're being used as political kind mm-hmm. of tools. Oh, they are. The and
1: and at IBE, we're not we're not anti any kind of school choice option if it's the best for the child. Right. You know, that's that's what it comes down to.
0: If the you know, you want the parents educated as best as possible, the options.
1: Yes. Yes. And go choose one. Exactly. Choose <laughs> one. And if you can't what afford you it, best? if there's a tuition, let me help.
0: Right? Amen. Yeah. Uh what is a give me a give me a good anecdotal story of a super terrific institute for better education success story that when you tell people or when you're going to tell it to me, you're going to cry. What is that story? (laughs) Damn you, Chris! You know the fact. Well, the fact
1: of the matter is, I can tell you because you're
0: changing lives. We
1: are. We have because we we get thank you cards. We get people calling us. We get whenever I do a presentation at a school, without fail, I have families coming up to and saying, "If it weren't for you." If it weren't for you, we've got children who are being bullied in their current school and we are able to bring them out of that. And now they're flourishing. We have children who due to a special need was, well, to say they're not thriving is an understatement. And now they're coming home talking about the school dance they can't wait to attend. Um, We've got children from lower income families who their children are not able to read in fifth grade. And we're helping them. Now, the private schools are struggling a little bit because they're bringing these children in and going, ah, you're supposed to be in fifth grade, but you're reading at a first grade level. They've got to deal with that. Yep. But the families are like, "You, I can't even begin to tell you the difference you are making because my child is where they belong. So it matters. It matters tremendously. Families – and I agree – Parents aren't always understand what's best when it comes to education, but they do understand when their child is happy. They understand when their oh, child yeah. feels fulfilled. They understand when their child feels safe. They understand when their child is learning. And so, I have so many stories about that, I can't even <laughs> I I can't even begin to give you the specifics, but trust me, it is hundreds of them of just people that have let me know recently.
0: You know, cuz what happens is if you don't have these options, right? Kids who are unhappy, mm-hmm. kids who are unsafe, mm-hmm. Are literally trapped.
1: They are. Where do they go? What right. do they do? And they can't count on, they're looking to their parents, hopefully, but I know the generation doesn't always look to their parents or looking to the internet. They're looking outside of that and they're getting stop signs, roadblocks all the time. And so, but their education, public, school cost, public schools cost money, right? The state pays between, you know, last I heard, 13, 6, 14, 6, somewhere, whatever it is, per child. So it's not like it's free, everybody. It's not Public school is not free. We're paying for it. We're absolutely paying for it, as, as we should at this point. I mean, that's just the way our system is. Just being able to have a child go to a different school that costs money, it is something that every child should be entitled to.
0: No one, as part of this whole discussion, wants there not to be public schools. That's right? right. That's we not what this is about. want them to be better, right? So you're talking about kids who have first grade reading levels that uh, grade five yep. we talk about it all the time yep. one of our best viewed little shorts uh, it, not on this one it's on another podcast that Live the Dream Media does I think it's called Live the Dream with me and Clint right mm-hmm. and it's I, and I suckered poor Clint on a question and I said TUSD Tucson Unified School District which is the largest school district in southern Arizona yep. I said what percentage of kids K through 12 do you think are at reading level Wow. and he says I think you're suckering me so it's 45-50% and it was 16 Right, Sunnyside's worse, or twelve, <laughs> right? And that so, should
1: make you that right? a, a, alone should make you cry.
0: Yep, right. I mean, even Cat Foothills, which is our most highly capitalized public school, mm-hmm. right? A lot of dual income families, or you know, there's there's someone staying home with the kids and all that jazz. I don't know. They're at sixty five, which is better, <sighs>
1: right?
0: You know, if you're not at eight, you got to be around eighty four, eighty five. There's mm-hmm. there's no hundred percent no in that world. But this is what we're talking about, right? This is
1: what we're talking about because even within that environment, that school is not putting a child first if that's what they're what the child is reading at. So not just the public at large, but even within the school itself, the child's not being being put first if that's what their reading level is at. But then, how much of the school, the dollars, the fourteen thousand dollars that the school is getting for that child makes it into the classroom anyway? Right They're we're finding in a private school a whole lot of it's making it into the classroom. At the public school, it's not so much.
0: Um, what is the prevalence of stu- school tuition organizations across the country? Is this something that you think most states are into? are we are we a freak in Arizona?
1: We were the first I would say and and I don't have the exact number it's okay, but it's you gonna weren't be expecting a, this question. I, It's about 22 states have some sort of a school tuition organization kind of opportunity for kids. They all look different. Right. Arizona, as far as I can I know does it is is we're allow, we're allowing. Arizona residents to actually recommend a specific student. That's pretty much unheard of. Our dollar amount, the $2,609 for a married couple, way higher than everybody else. To allow also businesses to give, those, like I said, S-Corps, C-Corps, LLCs, that S-Election. They, you're not finding a state that does it all like we do. So we are still, we're still a school choice state, everybody. We are a school choice state, and we have to keep it that way.
0: So if you're in Arizona and you're someone who's paying taxes, Mm -hmm. right, Again, look at places like Institute for Better Education, IBScholarships.org.
1: Correct. Yes.
0: Uh, to find out more yep. that you can be diverting the money you would be paying the state of Arizona to yep. provide s- private school scholarships. Yep. Yep. And again, if you're a parent or a grandparent who has a ch- child in their life that is suffering from bad education, unsafe environments, again, this is a way that your kid can go to private school.
1: Yes. And you don't have to pay for it. Exactly. Or if you just want to keep your state tax money in your own community. Right. That's a huge one. Keep it where you live. Right. And help kids at the same time. Well,
0: and then if you have that thing where you say, I want to help kids who have special needs, kids that are blind, Mm -hmm. these kind Mm -hmm. of things, you can do that too.
1: Call us up. Say, what school in my area serves these kinds of children? And we can help you with that. Because it matters. And there's something about... Making a difference with your own tax money—that it's a win-win-win. It's a win for the taxpayer because they have a say. It obviously is a win for the child, and it's a win for the community because we're stronger because of it.
0: So, uh, my last question is: What keeps Kim? Hmm. So, you're in a place that you love. I know you love this job. I do. <laughs> but on, even after a couple of tough days, what keeps you? What keeps you fighting? on the school tuition organization battle every every day. What's that what's that thing that just keeps you going?
1: I think my my passion for what I do is so high because I just can't I just can't sleep thinking that we're not taking care of the kids where we need to. It is truly a job of something that I love. I will do this as long as I can. Uh, my poor husband's like, are you ever gonna retire? And I'm like, uh, well, n- no plans, you know what I mean? Because this gives me energy, this gives me life because look what I get to do. I get to go to work every day making sure kids have what they need in their schooling. Who, who I, I'd say who wouldn't want that, but I know there's probably a few out there. I love what I do. I love what I do, well, it's you're not in that,
0: work. You're in the sweet spot of where bliss meets job.
1: Yes. Truly I am. <laughs> Talk uh, about being blessed.
0: That's me. I can improve the entire world's situation if I can get do my wand mm-hmm. and 50% are at where bliss meets job. No. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> right Amen. here. Love what you do. Love you. Keep Thanks, you up the great work.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: It's my friend Kim Kirchner, ibe-scholarships.org, great website and you, you'll learn and it's something where if you don't have it in your state Start. Send them IBScholarships.org. Send it to your state legislature and get your rear ends moving because you're way behind the curve. So, all right. You take care. Thank you. FaithFamilyScholarships.com. Check us out. Make sure you uh, hit all your likes and subscribes. And we'll see you on our next episode of Faith, Family, and Schools.